wanted to share this with you for a couple of reasons. One is because when you show up for something and you decide to truly put yourself in the room and put yourself in front of the opportunities that you want more of, the universe will start giving you the opportunities that you're asking for. And you need to be ready to capture them and to take them and to show up fully for them. This is so important. Welcome to A Whole Lot of Shift Podcast, the podcast for multi-passionate women with an entrepreneurial spirit, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you shift away from all the shoulds and supposed tos to what's truly possible for you in your business and your life, all on your own terms. You ready, girl? Let's make shift happen. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. I am so excited to be with you here today. I am just coming back from not one, but two different retreats back to back. I've been traveling for a little over two weeks and I've just returned and I have so many deets to share and I'm so excited. So this is actually going to kick off this small series that I'm going to be doing specifically talking about retreats, why I go on retreats, why I think that they're so important, what to look for in a retreat, the types of retreats that there are, why you want to go on a retreat versus a vacation. I'm going to be talking about that, why location matters, and really just kind of diving into all things retreat so that we can be geared up and kind of kicked off for some very special announcements coming up. So this is part one of the series. And really, this is just kind of a recap of the retreats that I've been on so far this year. So yeah, like I said, I just got back from two back-to-back retreats. This is actually my, well, so this would have been retreat number three and four for the year so far. And then I still have, I still have two more retreats booked and lined up, but there's at least one more that I don't have booked yet. But if I have it my way, I'll be able to go. It's just a matter of me working through negotiating all that. So very exciting. So for these retreats, I, the first retreat, that I went to was a freedom and adventure retreat. And that was with former guest Jackie Cote. So really exciting because Jackie and I have worked together for a few years. And there was a lot of people that were going to be attending that retreat that I I knew and have worked with in several different programs over the years. So it was I was really excited to be able to go and make those in-person connections. So that retreat was in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. It was in Corolla. And I think I booked that one out probably six months ago. Now, I have to tell you, I already had planned a retreat for the first week of May. That has been scheduled for a year. That is kind of a recurring retreat. And I already knew a year ago that I was going to be attending that one again this year in 2023, and I'll be going in 2024. Like it's just, it's a really becoming a non-negotiable for me. And so when the Freedom and Adventure Retreat was announced with Jackie, 
I kind of had to step back for a minute because I was like, wow, okay. All these thoughts started coming up into my mind, right? Like, okay, who the hell am I to be taking two back-to-back retreats? Like, first of all, that's a long time to be away from my house or my family or friends and to be out of town. That's a long time to just kind of be away. There are expenses involved, of course. And and I think the question that I get from people is like, really, two retreats back to back? And the answer is yes. These were two very different retreats, and I knew that they would be. And I maybe didn't have all the details about the Freedom and Adventure Retreat, but I knew enough about the style of the retreat leader, of Jackie, that I felt confident in the fact that I was going to get two completely different experiences and be just completely good with that. So the first retreat was in the Outer Banks with Jackie, and there was, I believe, 16 or 17 attendees. I can't recall, but it was it was really, really amazing. What was fun about that experience was I got to arrive at the retreat a little bit ahead of time, actually a couple of days ahead of time, which I have to tell you is not the norm for retreats and retreat experiences, and especially with retreat leaders. Oftentimes when you're booking a retreat, it's the dates are pretty well set. And oftentimes the venue may not be booked ahead of time. So an option like arriving early because maybe you have some other business matters to tend to or something like that isn't typically an option. In this case, it was and it worked out really well for me. So I was really glad that I got to do that. So I actually arrived before all the other participants. In fact, there was myself, the retreat leader, Jackie, and two other ladies that I've been in various programs with over the years. And they were able to get there a couple of days ahead of schedule as well. And it was really nice because we kind of helped get the retreat set up. And or I should probably say, I didn't do a lot of the helping getting things set up as I was working. However, you know, we were really there as a little bit of an added support system for the retreat leader as this was her first retreat. Although honestly, I don't think she needed it. But I got to get there a couple of days early and we got to help kind of set things up. And it really did help set the stage and kind of get get me into the mindset of why I was there and connecting to what I wanted to get out of it. And this is something that I'm going to be sharing in this mini series because I think it's really, really important when you are looking for a retreat to attend. And by the way, there are tons of retreats out there and I'll I'll get to that as well. There's all different types of retreats and you really need to know for yourself, what are your intentions with attending and what are your expectations so that you don't kind of set yourself up for any sort of disappointment or anything like that. But on this retreat, my goal was just to connect in person with so many people that I have been connected with via online for the last two or three years and maybe haven't gotten to see in person or have maybe only spent very brief amounts of time in person. And so I knew that I was going to have the opportunity to connect with those people and and we were all going to be able to spend some time together in this one container and really work on just 
not only having a good time because it was the Freedom and Adventure Retreat. So not only having a good time, but really having the ability to do some self-development work and really work into, you know, how do we view freedom? What does that mean for each of us? And, and what does that mean that we have to let go of? And what does that mean we want to create more of as we look forward? And so that was a really, really great experience. One of the pieces of the adventure I will have to tell you is we had an opportunity to go out on an excursion for sunset one day where we went on a guided tour with, oh, I want to say there were two Humvees and I want to say they held maybe eight people each. Well, they had to have held at least eight, if not more, because there was 16 of us, however many. So we had two of those and they took us out on the beach so that we could see the wild horses that live on the beach just north of Corolla. And that was just a really incredible experience. Uh, not only being being near the water and you're just driving in the sand on look, you know, on the beach and experiencing all that the coast has to offer, but then also being able to experience something like live wild horses that you just kind of take for granted that live on the beach. And we learned so much. I have to tell you, our guide who, our tour guide who was with us was absolutely incredible, knew so much history about the horses and how they got there and, and everything. But it really, it was a ton of fun, but it was also something really great to experience with other women as we were out there. And as we were really kind of digging into the experience of freedom and adventure, that was super amazing. So that was the first retreat. And that retreat, the total duration of that retreat was four or five days. But like I said, I was there a couple of days early, but I think the retreat time, everybody arrived like on a Wednesday night and then we had to leave Sunday morning just to kind of give you guys an idea of the, the time for that retreat. I will say I there we stayed in an amazing, amazing house right on the beach. It was absolutely incredible to wake up every morning and see the sunrise across the ocean and and or to go across the up the road, maybe a half a mile, and you could see the sunset on the Bay Area there. It really the Outer Banks is really just an amazing place. If you ever have an opportunity to go, I I encourage you to just go and see it and experience it for yourself because it, it's really pretty amazing. And so there were obviously 17, 18 women staying in one house. I did elect for a single room just for myself and no regrets about that. And I'll I'll be talking about that experience as well coming up in what when you're looking for your retreats and what to look for and how to really kind of dig into what you need. We're going to be getting into that. But yeah, so it was really great because we all got to kind of wake up, have our coffee or experience sunrise. But yet the house was large enough. And the because there was so many people, we also had enough free time that we were able to kind of explore on our own a little bit. So if you chose to get up early and catch the sunrise, great. If you chose to sleep in, that was, you know, something that you chose to do. Like, 
it wasn't set up in a super rigid schedule, except for food time. We did have a private chef who was on site and she stayed on site for all five days and cooked us breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And those were set up as buffet style. However, obviously, as she needed to set up and and tear down in between that to prepare for the next meal, it was really important that we did kind of abide by the meal times that were pre-established prior to the start of the retreat. So, but otherwise, the schedule was somewhat flexible. And this is something that is pretty important when you're looking to book a retreat, because especially if you're going to a retreat that has any type of self-development component, you're going to want the availability of adjusting the schedule. And you're going to want to kind of be able to go with the flow and identify your participants and where they are at and when they maybe need a break or when you need to keep going. And so you need to be flexible a little bit in your schedule. So that's something to look for. And we were able to do that. And it was it was it was really nice. As you can imagine, being in a home with that many women, there were times where I was kind of on people overload. And really, it was just too many, too many things going on at once a few times. And I really had to connect back to, okay, why are you here? What are you wanting to get out of this? How can you make sure that you stay within your own self boundaries that you've created and that you know, and and really dig into why I was there and make sure that I was doing things that stayed in alignment with that. And as long as I reconnected back to that and I stayed in alignment, I was great. I had an amazing time. So I think it's really, really important that you do have that why of why you're going and what your intentions are clearly defined and identified. And we're going to get into that into future episode two. While I was at the Freedom and Adventure Retreat, I was hearing, you know, being it was the Freedom Retreat. And like I said, we were digging into, hey, where, you know, where has our past brought us up until now in which maybe there are some areas that we don't feel like we are experiencing the freedom that we want? And what kind of freedom do we want to create for ourselves going forward? So as you're digging into that, obviously, for a lot of us, that can dig really deep. Like freedom can mean anything for you, ranging from feeling heard, feeling seen, feeling represented, feeling loved, feeling accepted, to financial freedom, physical freedom, freedom within your own body, freedom from diet culture. It, it, it can range in such a broad spectrum of things. But as you can imagine, then there were there were lots of really difficult topics that came up for people that that were brought up during some of the sharing sharing sessions. And as I was sitting there and I was listening to all these incredible women and their amazing stories and stories of of strength and ability to overcome obstacles that that some of us pray we never have to endure and in hearing the stories of these women having overcome it all. I also heard a lot of limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, 
And I have to say, even as I was sitting there listening to their stories, a lot of these thoughts of belief, of self-belief and imposter syndrome, they started kind of coming up for myself as well. Like as I was hearing some of these stories, I was like, oh, yeah, I've experienced that as well. But then my very next thought was, oh, but not that bad. So I don't want to bring up my experience because it doesn't compare to them. Right. And so all of a sudden, what we don't realize is it's those very thoughts that tend to make us small. Right. We tend to kind of shrink ourselves like, well, because my experience, I doesn't quite compare to someone else's. I'm going to make myself small and unheard and unseen. And in that way, I'm kind of in this safe little cocoon. But what we don't realize is that by making ourselves feel small, we continue to play small and we're really kind of keeping ourselves in this box, in this cage that that's really not free. And I could hear it. I could hear it being played out just in the way that some of the women were sharing their stories. And I could hear it in my own mind. So I was sitting there and I knew that this this was an opportunity to really share something amazing with these women. I could see that there was an opportunity for them to walk away with something in hand that they could then implement into their daily habits and kind of rewrite some of those self-belief stories and kind of rewrite some of those stories that are causing some of that imposter syndrome and some of that comparison. And I knew that I had something to share. But just like with so many other people, just like the very clients that I serve, all these thoughts started appearing in my head like, sure, you have something to share, but this isn't your retreat. Who do you think you are? What are you going to do? Ask the retreat leader if you can lead a whole session at her retreat. It's not your retreat. Like, seriously, who the hell do you think you are? And I had all these thoughts appearing, but then I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. What if I just ask? I don't know what the schedule's like for the following day. I don't know what else is planned. I don't know what the retreat leader has planned. What if I just ask? Because if there's one thing I've learned, it's that if you don't ask, then you'll never receive. So if I ask and I show up for it and I show up in the mindset that I'm going to receive, there's a really good chance that I just might receive what I'm asking for. So I did. I just asked the simple question, hey, what do you have planned for tomorrow? Here's how I think I could help. What do you think? It really was just that simple. And of course, she came back and she was like, oh, I think this is a perfect opportunity for you to share some of the work that you do. Where do you think, you know, this would fit in within the day? Here are the parts that I have planned. And I, and so we kind of talked about it and I outlined, I said, hey, I think this would really be great here, you know, in the afternoon, after lunch, whatever. And she said, great, can't wait to see you then. And I just thought, well, that was simple. All I had to do was show up and ask, right? So as that evening went on, I was thinking in my mind, wow, I didn't really prepare for this. But I also knew that this was a topic that I could probably do off the cuff. It's something that I really work with my clients quite a bit on. And so I knew it was something that I could cover. 
when I got up the next morning, I then realized that one of the things that would make it just that much more impactful was if I introduced all the participants to something called EFT tapping. Now, I want to be clear on this. I am not exactly an expert in this. I learned about it in school. I learned about it, I should say, when I say in school, I was working on my master's and it was a very brief introduction to it, if you will. Then when I was working on my coaching certification, I learned about it a bit more in depth. And for that, I actually worked with a partner and we did a session where we practiced going through an EFT tapping session with each other. Now, again, this is all in schooling. I have never actually taught anybody how to do this or really done this or practiced this with anybody else. There are some YouTube channels that I follow. And so I'm very familiar with it, but not something I regularly do. So I was sitting there that morning as everybody was waking up and I was getting ready for breakfast. But I And I just kept thinking to myself over and over as I had just wrapped up my nighttime meditation. Every night I listen to a guided meditation that is about seven, seven and a half hours long. And it plays I play that in my room while I sleep. And naturally, at the end of that guided meditation, I I automatically wake up. Oftentimes, I don't have to set any kind of alarm. And so I had just finished that meditation. And I I woke up because the meditation was over and thought, we need to do a tapping session. But I've never taught a tapping session. And I just could not kick this feeling that I really needed to do this. So I went up to breakfast and I took my journal with me. And as I was at breakfast, I started just jotting down some notes of some of the things that I was going to to say through this through this session and, and some of the thoughts that I had around, okay, what are the thoughts that we want to release? And what are some of the thoughts that we want to bring in? And how can I tie this back to what we've been working on the two days prior at the retreat. And so I was taking some notes. I had brought up a couple of the YouTube channels that I follow and kind of listened to some of the tips that they gave. And then and then I just started kind of quizzing some people that were at the breakfast table. You know, hey, guys, tell me some, what are some affirmations that are really meaningful or powerful to you? Because I kept thinking in my mind, one thing I know when we're trying to really tap into the subconscious, if we start using our own words, the words that resonate with us, that our clients, or I should say, if I use the words that my clients would use, then it's that much more impactful. And so so I just started asking those questions. And later that afternoon, when it was my turn, all those thoughts of limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome definitely crept up for just a minute. And all those thoughts of, I have no notes. I'm not prepared for this. It's not like I have a prepared speech. I don't have, you know, a slide deck. I don't have anything that I have prepared for this. However, if there's one thing that I've learned, it is this. To be considered an expert to teach on something, you don't necessarily have to know every single solitary thing that there is to know about that subject. You simply need to know more than the average person in the room. 
And this is something that I was taught by Lisa Johnson, who's another coach that I follow. And it is the absolute truth. If you think about it in those terms, when you're having those thoughts come up of, well, eeks, I might not be an expert yet because I'm not as good as such and such, or I don't know all the things that there is to, to know about it. Stop for a minute and ask yourself, do I know more about this subject or topic than the average person in this room? If the answer is yes, there's a really good chance you could probably go ahead and teach on it. And that was exactly what I did. So no, I didn't have notes. No, I wasn't prepared. I didn't really have a workbook for for the participants to use. I literally took a sheet of paper and I wrote out the statement that we were going to be creating on, in a bright colored marker. And I held up the, the paper so that they could see it. And I talked them through it. And then I said, well, we're first going to start with this tapping session. And I briefly explained what tapping was. And then I, I showed them and we did two or three rounds as a group all together. And then I started guiding them through an EFT tapping session. And you know what? It went great. I mean, it went really great. It was so great that after we did the tapping session, we then spent probably about an hour or so of work on creating some affirming self-belief statements for ourselves, which turned out amazing. These women were so incredible and powerful that, I mean, some of, some of these ladies were saying things like, this statement meant so much to them that they were going to put it on their LinkedIn profile. And I've never had anybody say that. And I have to say that was a whole new train of thought for me because I've never thought of creating a statement that could also go on LinkedIn. But what an amazing epiphany. And so after we created those statements, we were out of time. And I sat there for a moment and I was like, okay, I really wanted to do a second tapping session again, using all using a lot of the words that everyone had just used and that they had shared with me as they just spent the last hour creating their self-belief statements. I wanted to use their words within my tapping session that I wanted to do to kind of close out the session and to make it that much more impactful. And we were out of time. And so I stopped for a minute and I said, okay, I'll leave it up to the audience. Said, we're out of time. We can end it here. Or if you guys are okay, we can go for an extra three to five minutes and we can do another tapping session. And unanimously, everybody was like, yes, we want to do the final tapping session. And I was shocked. I was like, okay. I mean, I had hoped you all would enjoy it as much as I do, but I really had no idea. I really had no idea. And so we did it and I incorporated their own words wherever I could into the session. And I put my own little spin on it as well. And the most incredible part of it all was when we got to the end and we completed And I was asking everybody to take a couple deep breaths, inhale, exhale. And I stopped and I opened my eyes. And as I looked around the room, I saw a room of 17, 18 other women completely relaxed, completely present, with their eyes closed, almost like 
in another state, like coming out of something just refreshed, new. And I told her when they could open their eyes and it was just overwhelming the amount of peace and calm that was in that room in that moment. It was really, really fucking amazing. I'm not going to lie. And while I knew that the exercise could be impactful, I don't think I expected that. Actually, I did not expect that at all. It really was incredible. So here's my lesson and why I wanted to share this with you to kind of kick off our series on retreats and let you all know where this is going. I wanted to share this with you for a couple of reasons. One is because when you show up for something and you decide to truly put yourself in the room and put yourself in front of the opportunities that you want more of, the universe will start giving you the opportunities that you're asking for. And you need to be ready to capture them and to take them and to show up fully for them. This is so important. I have written and I have spoken and I have dreamed and I've put it on vision boards where I'm traveling and I'm going on retreats and I'm doing all these things, but never in a million years would I expect that I, I would go to a retreat for myself and show up at somebody else's retreat with an opportunity to share. But there it was. And I had to be ready to ask for it and ready to receive it and show up fully. That is my biggest lesson for you all today. And this is why I decided that we are going to kick off this series to talk about retreats and what makes them so important for not only you and your life and the changes that you're wanting to make in your life, but also your business. Because what I haven't shared with you yet is the next retreat that I went on where I got to hone in quite a bit more on business specifics. So I hope that you all are ready as we kind of dig into retreats and how you can start creating these experiences for yourself and as we lead up to a little bit as a special announcement for a whole lot of shift. So I am so excited and I'm so happy that you were able to join me today. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please stay tuned as we work through this retreat series. I cannot wait to share everything else that I have planned for you guys. So until next time, keep making shift happen. Hey, shifters. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. If you heard something today that inspired you or resonated with you, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review to help others as well. Your review helps me give as much motivation and inspiration as I possibly can. And don't forget, you can catch all the outtakes, bonuses, special live stream interviews, and much more over at A Whole Lot of Shift Facebook group. Until next time, keep making shift happen.